0: Money Show. Personal Finance. Personal Finance with Warren Ingram from Galileo Capital. And asking the question tonight and asking Warren for a for an answer on it, are you looking at buying aggressively now that global markets are down? And you would have seen today that things have already crashed in the United States. Quite nice if you're going to buy stocks there. So... Thinking about our markets as well, they all share below seventy thousand today. So you could, you could perhaps go and pick up a, a few bargains there as well. Good evening, Warren. Are you going shopping? I think it's
1: actually a very good time to go shopping, Ray. And I think uh, probably more especially globally than than in South Africa, where I, I think you know our market wasn't that expensive before before things got a bit shaky in the last while. So so you know South Africa is cheap already, but globally you know the global markets were really expensive especially by about November last year. And and now they're starting, well, some shares are starting to get into pretty cheap territory. So so definitely, I think it is a time to to start looking at at, at buying. And it's amazing, you know, a, a few phone calls this week, people phoning me and saying, you know, like, do, do you really think it's a good time to be a buyer? Shouldn't we just wait, you know, for the markets to, to kind of get, you know, get over this? And, and once they've fallen, you know, and things are starting to get better, yeah. isn't that the time to be buying? And it's so fascinating because I think, you know, that kind of human uh, instinct, it's, it's very understandable. but And it's so easy to be a buyer of shares when markets are going up. But, but we need to understand that the, the way you buy quality shares and, and, and quality investments is when they're cheap. And unfortunately, you don't buy cheap, you know, quality investments on the cheap when things are going up. You buy them when people are scared and, and, and people are selling in panic. And I think you know we may not be in panic now, but but, but certainly there are a lot more sellers than there are buyers of shares. So so it feels like bargain hunter territory to me.
0: You're quite right because um, you know people do panic when things the markets are crashing. You know I better sell now, but that's that's always the big mistake, isn't it? Then they're not understanding the markets.
1: Yeah, and and I think we, uh, I mean it's always easy to, to have it as an academic conversation with someone you know, to say you know we, you know human behaviour. But it plays itself out in markets, you know, decade after decade, we see the same patterns over and over again. But but we shouldn't lose sight of the fact that, you know, at the end of the day, there are real investors out there that have got their, you know, long-term retirement savings, their pensions. And, and I guess for them, this is not just an academic thing. This is real. You know, this is, they're worried about losing money permanently. And I think, you know, it's our job, I guess, on the show to talk about this and to say, it's very rare, when, when markets are down that you lose money by, by staying invested firstly, you know, especially if you're buying a really nicely broad, uh, broad and diversified portfolio of assets, you know, wh- whether it's an index or a, you know, kind of a, a, a global equity unit trust, it doesn't matter. Uh, just something very diversified. The likelihood is markets fall. Uh, it's very uncomfortable. You know, you know, we, we, we get lots to talk about at the show, but, but, but the, but the investor out there with, with real money in this, they're not going to lose money if they stay the course. And and I guess watching the investments, you know, if we, if we look at the U.S., uh, the U.S. is down 13% for, for the year so far. So, you know, you, you have a million rand invested in the U.S. You, you've lost 130,000 rand, to, you know, to, yeah. to give it real numbers. And, and that's a lot of money for people. And, and so I get it. I, I get that, you know, watching things go down. And, and then some crazy guy on the radio says, hang on, you know, this is a great time to be a buyer. Um, I get that that it sounds crazy, but but when you zoom out again and and you take a long term kind of very big picture view, these are the times when the bargains are bought. These are the times when the clever guys with experience, like Warren Buffett and the like, are, are deploying cash to 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 buy businesses. This is when you know we see Apple, for example, announcing they're going to spend you know many billions of dollars buying back their own shares, and and they're, they're not doing that because they're stupid. They're, they're doing that because they see value now.
0: Yeah, and, and
1: I think we we need to have the same attitude as investors.
0: But, Warren, is it because they can aim properly? And I'm thinking about where are you going to invest? And Warren Buffett is not a fool whatsoever. He knows where to aim. He can he can sniff out a company and go, hmm, I'll buy you because you're going to be something. Is it all about aim? It is about aim i think, and I think if you're not an absolute
1: expert in shares and and you haven't got very deep and very broad uh, you know knowledge of of stock markets and and specific companies as well then you know don't be tempted to buy uh, individual shares that have crashed you know i'm thinking immediately of of, of the my favorite streaming service, Netflix. You know, it, it it might be something I like watching, but but sure as heck not a share you want to buy right now. And and the fact that it's, you know, it's lost so much of its value in such a short space of time doesn't necessarily mean that, that it's going to be a great share to buy now. So so I, I am saying there are bargains to be had, but, but you want to be very careful of, of buying a share, individual shares in, in a market like this, where perhaps their business cases have been found out or or the whole market dynamic has changed on them i'm thinking of yeah. shares like EOH and steinhoff as well in south africa you know when, when they collapsed now my phone was buzzing with people saying shouldn't be buy?" shouldn't be buy?" and fortunately they, they they didn't because you know those shares collapsed even more after after they decided not to buy and, and so i i think w- w- when you're talking about aim uh, i'm, I'm going to change the, the 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 analogy somewhat because i think actually what you ha- what you need to do here is aim very far and very wide in other words <laughs> I think there's almost no danger, Rain, in buying an index now, you know, buy, buying a high-quality you know, world index or you know, a JSE index and and, and holding it and, and being very aggressive as a buyer when the index falls a lot. I, I think that, that that's a really good strategy. For the next five and ten years. Might be a terrible idea of the next week or three or two, mm-hmm. three months because we don't know how far markets fall. But, but buying individual shares now, unless you've got really great knowledge and, and you can do do something with your specialist knowledge, be an index buyer or you know, buy genuine general equity unit trust, this this is a good time to be a buyer of those kinds of things. M- maybe don't catch the individual shares because you, you might actually be trying to catch a falling piano. And as you know, pianos are heavy and they're squashy.
0: They do, you get squished if that happens to you But I'm just thinking now Is it because, you're saying this Because we we, we live in very volatile times We've got the Ukraine war and That's not going to finish any time soon You've got Western sanctions now against Russia Russia's saying, no problem I'll just cut everything to you So you've got Eastern sanctions now We've got these COVID-19 figures 9,700 plus people infected in 24 hours Seven dead These are not looking good These All these factors are not looking good is it not perhaps, Warren, like you say, okay, go for a general index, but could you not perhaps get lucky on something because things are going to shoot up and down?
1: Uh, so, so when you say get lucky, in other words, buy an ind- individual share yeah. uh, that, that then shoots up in value.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. You know, re- re- Ray, I've got a very strict <laughs> wife, and, and one thing she's taught me is, you know, we don't rely on luck in our investment strategy because uh, luck goes the other way as well. So, so, so for me, uh, you know, hope or luck are definitely not great investment strategies. So, so I, I want to take fairly calculated, uh, concentrated risks when, when I make big investment decisions and, and buying an index when the markets have fallen or buying a general equity unit trust. Uh, I feel like that's a really good sensible calculated risk to take now, but, but buying, you know, just, just to use the Netflix example, buying it now. Uh, I mean, both of us, you, you and I could sit here for, for the next hour and make re- really good uh, business case as to why Netflix is going to go up or why mm-hmm. Netflix is going to go down. The truth is we don't have a clue. So. I don't really want to rely on luck there. I'd rather, I'd rather be very careful and and considered with my choices and my risks that I take and and avoid those individual shares. And I'm happy to miss out on profits, but, but I really regret the big losses. And I think that's the point here is you you can be pretty, pretty sure, you know, buying an index is is a high quality decision. Uh, you, you're probably not going to lose money in the next five and ten years. I'm almost willing to bet that, that you won't. But but individual shares, they, they can squash you. And I, I don't want to rely on luck to, to avoid the ones that squash me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Do you also find, though, that certain sort of social media – Uh, companies or say, for instance, you said Netflix as well, they go through these waves. And I'm thinking about Elon Musk. He's gone and bought Twitter now. Could this be his undoing if Twitter starts to deplete and perhaps people like something else called TikTok or something else? He may have made a mistake because the wave goes down.
1: True, uh, 100%. And so, you know, very interesting because his, his kind of main aim has to take the business private, you know, so he'll have other investors with him, but he'll take it off the stock market. And one of the reasons that's clever is because if that business starts to struggle, you know, he might be able to buy, you know, the other investors out if they if they just want to get out. They're not going to be many big buyers of that share. So, uh, you know, say in the unlisted space, they could work for a business like that. You know, what we also need to know about Elon Musk is, you know, he he finds ways uh, to, to kind of make his mistakes profitable. You know, I, I think he's made Many big mistakes, but both in Tesla and uh, in, you know in SpaceX, mm. um, and I just think about his solar business, you know that, that, that he's bundled into into Tesla. Some of those weren't very successful to start. You know he broke every single promise possible when, when you know promising to deliver cars. Uh, you know at the start of Tesla's life, he still breaks those promises. But but it's amazing how he can turn success, uh, sorry, failure into success. So. I think that might be a smart call. What we also know about him, he's got such deep pockets that, yeah. that you know he can he can kind of buy himself quite a lot of time if if things change on him and he can find potentially new revenue streams. I'm, I'm sure he's he's done the work already and and he'll kind of almost bully the market, in, you know, into a direction and bully, uh, you know, his way into his success with, 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 with Twitter, I think. Uh, having said that, my two cents worth is I think it's a terrible move. For all of us, you, you don't want someone with such a big ego owning such a big megaphone.
0: You know, the yeah. only worst buyer for Twitter could have been Donald Trump. That is true. That's a very good point, actually. All right, I'm going to take your wife's advice and just be a little bit safer with things. I've got a listener's question here. So it says, here, Dear Warren, I'm excited because I will be retiring at the end of this year. My investments are split equally between my pension fund and unit trust investments. My aim is not to waste my capital on paying tax." The one-third that I'll be able to take as a lump sum from my pension will be more than half a million rand or 500,000 rand tax-free portion. Should I take the entire one-third lump sum from my pension fund or can I just take the half a million rand? Is there a disadvantage if I only take the 500,000 rand as a lump sum? This is from David. Your advice to David. (laughs) David.
1: It's a, it's a very good question because I think you know none of us uh, enjoy paying tax unnecessarily. So, so there's tax we have to pay, and then there's tax that we choose to pay. And, and so Ray, just very quickly on, on a little bit of background here: when you take your one third uh, of your of your kind of lump sum that you're allowed from your pension fund, the, the first five hundred thousand round of that is is completely tax free. Uh, that, that's across all pension funds, RA's, etc. And, and, and then you're going to pay eighteen percent tax if you take any amount over 500000 up to $700,000. Uh, and, and then if you take something over $700,000, you are going to pay 27% tax on the amount over that. Uh, and, and I think, you know, to, to stop there. Mm. So, in this instance with david you know if he if he only takes the 500,000 the other way he's going to get uh, his pension paid to him is on, on a monthly basis and it's a, it's going to be an annuity that pays him an income and that annuity will attract PAYE and the lowest amount of tax you will pay on a on, a, on an annuity is going to be 18% on PAYE so so if he takes, uh, you know, kind of up to seven hundred thousand rand as a lump sum from from his pension, uh, and and that's still allowed within the one third, I, I think it's okay to pay that eighteen percent tax because it exactly matches the tax he would pay on his uh, on his normal income yeah. from his annuity. Yeah so, yeah. so I like that idea. But but beyond that, I, I wouldn't pay any more tax than that. I would I would leave it in and 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 then just take a monthly income from the pension. To, to me, that makes sense. Just very quickly for David, also to know that your pension if you leave it to your beneficiaries, it it gets to them free of uh, estate duty, free of executors fees as well. So it is quite a nice tax planning tool. So so you don't really want to deplete it if you can help it. And, and you can use your other money to kind of manage taxes along the way. So so I, I like the idea of blending my pension and my other investments as well. I think he's done well there. And, and perhaps don't take more than 700000 from your lump sum.
0: Sure. Okay, all right. We've been talking about playing it a little bit safer tonight in a volatile climate. We've been talking about investing pensions. We also have a phrase of the week. What is liquidity risk? What is liquidity risk?
1: So the liquidity risk is really valid in a time like this because uh, you find that there are investments, uh, you know, which are not easy to sell, you know, and and to to sell very quickly. So, so for example, there might be some smaller shares where where there are not a lot of buyers for for those shares on the stock exchange. So if you've got a big chunk of those shares and you want to sell them in a hurry, you might have to take a heck of a price knock if you do sell them because they're just not, not a big pool of buyers on the other side. Uh, similarly, if you think about trying to sell a house, you know, you, you can't just sell a house tomorrow, you've got to find a buyer that's willing to pay the price you want. Otherwise, you've got to knock your price down, uh, you know, until you find someone that will pay the price, you know, that they're willing to pay. So. So liquidity risk is about being able to sell something r- relatively quickly and easily. So a big share that trades on the stock exchange very easily, like a NASP or an Anglos, th- there's no liquidity risk there. There are always buyers and sellers of those shares. So, so the price the difference between what a buyer wants to pay and what a seller wants to sell at will, will be quite small, but but there will be other times when investments are illiquid where, where you might find a huge gap between what buyers are willing to pay and what sellers have to get. So When markets are volatile and rocky, like we see now, you know, being in very illiquid investments is not a great idea if they're going down and you don't see the prospect for them uh, recovering because you're going to have to sell them at a a heck of a loss. So avoid liquidity risk if you can. If you can't, then you you hope that that what you own is, is a quality investment
0: that will recover in the future. That's so interesting because a lot of people just think they can buy and sell with and throw caution to the wind. Warren, when you're going to buy something now and you can go into uh, a collective fund or something like that, even a Satrix, which is quite safe, but if you don't want to do that, what are some of the big players where you should be placing your money? Maybe, a, like you said, NusPass, but they do go up and down with 10 cents. There's always the old Apple or the big hitters. What would you do? I'm Um I'm,
1: I'm a a complete fan of uh, always have been of, of Warren Buffett so i think you know looking at a at a share like berkshire hathaway which which him and his team manage uh, i think it's almost like a unit trust on its own you know because it's it's a, it's a really high quality business that owns like a collection of fabulous companies not all of them are listed in fact most of them aren't and, and they are sitting on enormous amount of cash so I think they're going to be buying a lot of quality businesses now at at a really big discount. So so I always think uh, you know Berkshire is a great a, a great share to buy. If you're looking for something very diversified. And then Ray, you can't, uh, you know, you can't take away my beloved index investing either. I think, yeah. you, you know, you have to consider that as, as a big chunk of your investments as well. But, but if you're looking for, for kind of a big stock tip, I, I, you know, it's, I, I know it's not a unique one, but, but I think Berkshire in a time like this is, is a great thing to buy. Uh, and I think, you know, just buying that, that sort of broader tech index uh, in time will be a good call. but I'm not rushing into it now, but, but I think you know, not, not a bad idea either
0: interesting whatsapp yes is good day ray can you ask warren how one can buy shop shares without going through the jse or as an individual can that happen how, how can you actually just buy shares straight not sure if you can do that uh, i don't think it's yeah i, I, don't, I don't think it's possible now and i think
1: I you can so, use no. you know you can use it a, a platform like, uh, um, you know, Easy Equities, where you can buy fractions of the shares, but yeah. ultimately it is going to go through the JSC. And, and that really is the only way. I think uh, and if you like ShopRite, you know, buy, buy it. You know, I think it's uh, not, not a bad share.
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a strange question, actually, because you have to go through the JSC. So, I mean, Warren, where do you see things going when I'm talking investment wise over the next couple of years? Or is it just too. Is everything just topsy turvy? In fact, Bongani Bingwa this morning was basically saying, We're just going through horrible times. We're going through really awful times. And I think he was right. You know, like, humanity, everything is just not working out well at the moment. So so Ray, I mean I mean,
1: that's absolutely music to my ears. That that's exactly the set of conditions you want to hear when you're a share investor and you want to buy quality shares. At a really nice discount. That's, I'm, I, I didn't hear Bongani this morning, but it, uh-huh. that fills my heart with love and joy because I think I, I don't like buying shares when markets are pumping and, and everyone's optimistic and sure. happy. And because what it means is everything's expensive, right? And I think right now, I'm not saying everything is dirt cheap, but what we need to understand is the world turns, you know, this too shall pass. I, I know sometimes it, you know, it's painful when, when things pass, but, but, but what you need to know is that, uh, investment markets have been through much worse than what we're seeing right now. Yeah. And and once markets understand what's going on and we get used to these conditions, the, the big issue for me, if you really want to know, is not the things that you mentioned at the start of, of our conversation. It's really about interest rates rising too quickly in America. That that That's a big threat. And inflation across the developed world. But, but that will get absorbed and, and move out of the system and I think we, we, are, we, are, we are buying things now. We should be buying things now, all of us, that, that, that have good businesses with, with sound business cases that, that, that will reward us as patient investors for the next five and 10 and 20 years. This is the time to be patient. This is not the time to be fearful and definitely not the time to lose your nerve. And when you hear everyone being really pessimistic, smile to yourself and you know, let them
0: carry on because they're helping you drive prices down so you mm. can buy assets at great prices. Oh, sounds good. It does. It does. You really picked us up this evening. Personal finance with Warren Ingram from Galileo Capital. Warren, we'll speak to you again next week. Thank you so much.